coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. You know, people would put their name on the back of it because they'd be afraid that, you know, like someone would, you know, take their plate or they wouldn't get it back. But right. I just think it was just a, I just think it was a very kind of encrypted way to tell people like, okay, all right, you, you eat the deviled egg or you try the casserole, you pick it up, you see his name's on it. Either you like it, you don't, you don't like it. Okay, I don't eat those anymore. You know, it's just, it's, it's just like, what I skipped over was, is I worked like five years of my life prior to that at a Kentucky Fried Chicken. And those of you who, who, who've watched me on Bravo Top Chef, you've heard me say, my mom didn't teach me how to fry chicken, the colonel did. And I later... Social uh, Roost in downtown St. Pete. We understand you were there, according to what oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was there with a friend of mine who, um, who is actually my barber. Ah. And um, he owns the, the beer, the Shave Cave, I think it's called. Oh, Max. Oh, Max. 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 Yes. Yes. Oh, Max. we love Max. Kevin goes to the yeah. Shave Cave all the time. I, Lori got oh. me the very first. I have, I got gift card number one for the Shave Cave. Right. Yeah. Okay. He's wonderful. He took me there with his girlfriend. It was wonderful. Oh, cool. And we had a really amazing time. Yeah. He's quite a foodie. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is celebrity chef Art Smith. Art has been Oprah's personal chef. He's cooked for seven presidents, Nelson Mandela, Princess Diana, and Prince Harry, just to name a few. Chef Art also has several St. Pete connections that you'll hear about as well. We We have have a great great show, so so stick stick around. St. Pete is all about local, and this year we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary. Roland Oates Market and Cafe was founded in July of 94 by Bert Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning, Roland Oates has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods, nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable price as possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. We go there for many items, but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town, and on the flip side of that, they also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' Oats has a cafe, Open Daily, which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies, along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses? Well, put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' Oats today. 
Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North. And in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North McDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollinoats.com. That's R-O-L-L-I-N oats.com. And Rollin' Oats offers online ordering with curbside pickup. Hey, Lori, have you ever been to Noble Crust? I have. What do you like there? Pork belly, pimento cheese, and fried green tomatoes are my favorite. Oh, yeah, I love that one, too. They actually call it the F-G-B-L-T. It's fried green tomatoes, pork belly glazed with a Tabasco honey sauce and pimento cheese. Mm -hmm. And it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. And I think they should actually call it the OMG. Yeah, you've said that before. The chicken marsala is really good, too. It has chicken and chicken sausage, criminy mushrooms, and four cheese grits. It's so delicious. I love that they mix classics from the American Deep South and Italy. Noble Crust is famous for their fried chicken. I love it. Yeah, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. When we do a best eggplant parm list, it'll definitely be on there. Yes, it will. Speaking of lists, Noble Crust made six of them recently. Best Italian, Best Casual Dining, Best Pizza, Best Bloody Marys, Best Meatballs, and, believe it or not, Best Salads. Ooh, can I tell you another one of my favorite items? Yeah. The spaghetti and meatballs. It's oh, so good. man, you're not kidding. You know what? They have a brunch on Saturdays and Sundays starting at 1030, which I love. And the deviled eggs are to die for. Let's go to Noble Crust right now. I'm in. Let's do it. Where can you find the freshest fish in St. Pete? Well, you can't get fresher than caught that day. That's what you'll find at Trophy Fish. The day boat special includes the fresh catch of the day, cooked how you want it, with your choice of two sides and a house-made sauce. They also have some incredible appetizers, like grilled street corn that's like crack, that stuff's so good, incredible grilled oysters, fresh fish spread, and much more. You will also find some options for the land lovers out there. All of this set in a setting that makes you feel serene and relaxed with your toes in the sand, like a day at the beach. They like to call their concept, Bait Shop Chic. So head on down to Trophy Fish, where you can grab a boat drink from their full bar and fill your tummy with the freshest catch around. Trophy Fish is located at 2060 Central Avenue in the Grand Central District, they are open Wednesday through Friday at 5 p.m., Saturday and Sunday at 12 to 3 for brunch, and at 5 for dinner. He's been Oprah's personal chef, cooked for Barack Obama, Jeb Bush, Nelson Mandela, is an internationally known celebrity chef that's been on over 30 TV shows, and he's a local Florida boy. Please welcome Chef Art Smith. Welcome, Chef. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you today. You know, you, you have so many accolades, yet you seem so humble and down to earth. So if you were going for intimidating, you're totally failing at it. <laughs> no, I, I um, you know, I'm just a chef. That's it. And, um, and I cook for people. And that's my... Um, that's my job. I mean, it's just, you know, I cook for stars and important type political people, but quite, quite honest with you, I'm just, you know, there to make people feel good so they can do, they can perform well. Well, it seems like you're doing a great job at that. Yes. So <laughs> what was your path to becoming a chef 
and then a celebrity chef. How, how did you get hired by Oprah? Was that the beginning of the celebrity? No, uh-uh. um, no, I, I come from a very rural town in Northern Florida called Jasper, Florida. And I have always loved, um, you know, I love, I, even at a young age, I appreciated my Southern culture and enjoyed the food. I grew up with grandmothers and mothers and, you know, and just, just aunts who were great, wonderful um, cooks who made incredible food. Um, it was in my part of the world. Sunday is the day when they do all the cooking. Um, right. I don't, I still don't understand how they got it all done. And, you know, because and among all those meals and all that, they we did go to church. And um, I particularly loved when the church was always kind of the center. So they always had great Wednesday night meals. They, or they, something called dinner on the ground for people would come. And it was kind of like their idea called like almost like a picnic, like, but it was really pleasant. But I, and, you know, I discovered, you know, like not all deviled eggs are the same. And, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I always had funny saying that, you know, when you go to these church type activities, you know, there's a plate and, you know, people would put the name on the back of it because they'd be afraid that, you know, like someone would you know take their plate or they wouldn't get it back. But right. I just think it was just, a, I just think it was a very kind of encrypted way to tell people like, okay. All right, you, you eat the deviled egg or you try the casserole, you pick it up, you see his name's on it. Either you like it, you don't, don't like it. Okay, I don't eat those anymore. You know, it's just, it's, it's just like, you know, it's 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 interesting. You know, not everybody's home cooking tastes like home. And, right. and sadly, you know, today with ever-changing society in terms of busyness and everything, people don't cook like they used to. So it's my aim and goal to keep people cooking. But and I was always just a fan of PBS as a child. And so, you know, from Sesame Street to watching Julia Child to Graham Care, you know, and, and even Esposito, that she, who's the Italian cook, um, I, um, I've always loved it. And I've always loved just watching it. And I, I remember, you know, just kind of playing around a little bit as a child. You know, the, the little boys weren't really supposed to be in the kitchen when I was a kid. That was right. a part of our... And um, so I would go in and just kind of look. Did I actually participate? No, because little boys would just stay outside and play mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But um, but so anyway, I, I I grew up that way, and it wasn't until I started going to school at during my college years there were events, and and the food wasn't so good, and um, and I said, you know what, I can do better, and so. I started cooking um, these events and there were dinner theaters. There were wonderful, uh, you know, like, you know, like I remember even did a luau one time. I didn't know anything about luau's, but I had been to one at Walt Disney World, but I loved it. So anyway, I, I started doing the events and I started really enjoying the entertaining because as a kid, we weren't really allowed to have parties and it wasn't kind of that part of it. So it was kept pretty, um, pretty simple. So for college, I, I really started exploring. And I had saw um, an article, but I also was really fond of politics. I saw an article um, in, the, in the newspaper, Talented Democrat, about the governor's chef. And I thought that was interesting. And so I kind of read that. And at the time, I was a student body president of North Virginia College, and I had was there on an activity scholarship and art and 
whatever else, uh, music. And um, I was very fortunate. You know, my parents didn't have to worry about paying me, paying for me to go to college. But I wasn't very active inclined, but I was artistically inclined. Mm-hmm. And and I started just kind of playing with food and doing things. And um, the dinner theaters in particular, I said, being able to put on a dinner with theater for, you know, a hundred people. I, I managed to pick it up and do it. So, um, wow. when I, when I went to, and I was young, I was like 18 years old. And because I, what I skipped over was, is I worked like five years of my life prior to that at a Kentucky fried chicken. And those <laughs> of you who, who, who've watched me on Bravo top chef, you've heard me say, my mom didn't teach me how to fried chicken. The Colonel did. <laughs> and I later did a, an event, uh, did a show uh, with appearance with um, Top Chef Kentucky, where I actually judged a fried chicken competition with Padman Lashmi, and then also went to the KFC headquarters, which was very wonderful. So anyway, we saw we saw that episode. Yeah, yeah, that was, was fun. It was really well done. And so anyway, when I went to Tallahassee, I went to FSU. Um, you know, I wanted to be a chef. You don't go to FSU to be a chef. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a liberal arts um, university. And, and I got really involved in a, a local club there at the hotel school called Society of Hosts. And I would remember we did these things called smokers, which was kind of crazy to think about because those years you could smoke and drink, you know, they would do these wines with sparkly sparkling wine things you know um i forgot what do you call this thing where you put wine and you put sparkling water i don't know the wine coolers or wine spritzer? cooler yeah spritzers that's spritzers, what it, is. Yeah. Spritzers. <laughs> it was just a way a cheap way to extend the, the the drinks and i would help with like little hors d'oeuvres and stuff like that and and it grew where we were like we had the head of the un come to fsu always had very interesting guests had the head of the un and we'd cook for him and and also um, they had an artist series and they brought in some amazing people. And that's where my life began to change because of these artist series. They, you know, the school of music, it's really well regarded there. And so they would bring in incredible music and the dance school. So we'll get back to that. But I hated school. The only thing I liked was doing parties for the, for the, <laughs> the heads and stuff. And uh, so I was able to, I never thought about, I never took any dramatic classes. I don't, I never take, took any acting or anything, but I am good at it. And I, <laughs> I, I, I was told by, by a fellow student about an, a five-star hotel resort in West Virginia, by God, West Virginia, called the Greenbrier. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then by a leap of faith, they came calling and they interviewed about 60 students and they interviewed me and I got it. Wow. You, you had the passion. I no, I just told him I was this poor child from a small town that needed a break. And <laughs> you know, I love food. And, and so he liked me. He hired me. And I was uh, admitted into the Greenbrier um, intern- college internship program. Um, learned what it was like to run a five-star kitchen. I have to tell you, it was a lot of work in those days. Mm-hmm. And they had lots of big, barky chefs that, you know, the, you know, now you couldn't get away with what, you know, it it was just, it was tough. It was really tough. And and to the point of, it was, uh, you know, the old school way of teaching was, it was kind of, it, it it had a bit of a bully inside to it, you know, you know, to get the young chefs to in condition. And, um, I, um, kind of military like, right. Yeah. I was, I was a bit too delicate for that. So, (laughs) you know, they would 
they would love to torture me. So they'd throw me in the vegetable bin where I'd have to like peel like I three million asparagus, you know, that's where I'd learned <laughs> it or, or something like that. And so I was, um, it, it, I would be doing that or I, I'd, or they put me in garbage. I love garbage. I love decorating and that kind of stuff, food and everything. So anyway, but then they would throw me in breakfast or something on the hotline. I'm like, uh-uh. so I used to like, I don't know how I got away with it. I guess I got away with it because I was just this college student, but I would, ex- I would escape and hide in the patisserie and chocolate shop. <laughs> and, and I would just hide in there and, you know, and it was so funny. And um, there was this wonderful chocolatier, uh, chocolatier, uh, his name was Mark Ray, who said, if you're going to hide in here, why don't you learn something? So he taught me about chocolate and different types of chocolate, wow. how to temp- how to temper it, how to make um, pralines and and everything and everything all about that. I learned all that down there, which I loved, and I loved also the the calmness and the, the of the pastry chefs. Pastry mm-hmm. chefs tend to be very calm; they're intense, mm-hmm. and if you don't do it right, they'll let you know. But in general, <laughs> they're very calm people. And because when you're baking, you know, it's, a, it's an exact science. So everything has to be right. So it's kind of peaceful as yourself because you can't mess up. And so I love that. And I really, really enjoyed learning about pastry, fine pastry. And this was a really fine pastry shop. But none of that stuff out of boxes is all made from scratch. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the, the, there was a master cake decorator there, too, who had, who had done many uh, wedding cakes at the White House for presidents. And in fact, the White House had gotten chefs from the Greenbrier in the past and everything. So anyway, and because, you know, historically, the Greenbrier has been like a summer or retreat for presidents. They had cottages and some of our most famous presidents over time, you know, would spend time there. Um, and um, anyway, um, it was a very exciting experience. And when the hostages were brought back from Iran, the chocolate shop we made giant chocolate eggs filled with candies and goodies for each family, which was cool. And that wow. was national. That was international. Um, that was where they were brought to kind of just show them some love. It was Easter. Mm, nice. Was that, and, was that 1980? And, uh, yeah. 80 or 81? Yeah. You could, it was, you, so you would see how young I was. <laughs> and, um, and then it was 80 and then 81. I, I really loved Disney. I've loved Disney since I was young and my mother and brought me here and my father about 1972 when Disney opened. And, um, and I remember my brother and I, it seemed like we rode the monorail all night long and, <laughs> um, and we just played and played and we stayed at the Polynesian, which was, we thought, Oh, wow, this is cool. We're in Hawaii. Right. And yeah. it's still, it's still one of my most favorite resort hotels at the Magic Kingdom. And um, the Polynesian Resort, I, I, I wish they hadn't taken the waterfall out of the, in the middle of it. It had this amazing right. water attraction. They put this little itsy bitsy thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, um, but it's, 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 they're redoing it. So I know it'll be more beautiful, but it's, I love Disney. And um, so anyway, um, I, I remember I saw my first orange juice fountain at, at, at Disney when I, was, when I was 11 years old. I was like, you know, there's champagne fountains. But I was like, wow. <laughs> orange cool. juice yeah orange juice yes and so anyway i um i was uh I, i'm about to go find a lawnmower and put them out of business okay but anyway i don't know if you can hear them but um oh no <laughs> no we can't i'm staying at a resort but anyway um i was going to tell you that 
the um, I love 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 uh, love Disney, and Disney has been well known for quite some time for its college program. And what I didn't know when I auditioned for it, it was the first time the program was actually created, and it was called at the time the Magic Kingdom College Program. Uh-huh. And so I got in. I was after three or four attempts through auditioning, I got into the program. And it was funny, you know, I was at FSU and it said, you're going to work in the park. And I said, great, you want to work in Magic Kingdom? I'm like, ah. I said, I want to work in the bakery. And they're like, why do you want to work in there? You're not a culinary student. And I said, but that's what I want to be. I want to bake cake. And so I, it was another one of those situations where, you know, they made everything at Walt Disney, you know, at Central Foods. They did the, pastry, the cinnamon rolls, the danishes, you name it, the cakes. There was an amazing pastry chef who was tough as nails, but she was so talented, Meta, and she made the most delicious buttercream cakes with gorgeous, gorgeous marzipan roses, and she taught me all of that, and she was always questioning me about my, 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 what my goal was and what my, but she said, you go to college, but you're, you're in here, why? You know, like, this is because I, I love the art. And what we're, we're like begin to change again is um, uh, the, there used to be a restaurant. Now it's called Paddlefish. And I'm, I'm just, one night I just want to go and just put back and say, Empress Philly will return. Um, you know, Jenny, <laughs> the only, pl- only restaurant that Lily Disney, Lily was such an important part of Walt's life and her and the kids. And it, she inspired the parks and everything. And anyway, I won a contest that the chef of the Empress Lily hosted and it was a baking contest. And I hadn't, I hadn't had much training only from the little bit I had the green bar the year before, but I also um, love Lenolt and Lenoltra is the one who first opened the pastry um, part of France at world showcase. And the best part about being at central foods was, is all the great chefs were in central foods, trying out all their different things. This is before Epcot ever opened. So that mm-hmm. was exciting. And if I hadn't been working backstage, I would have never seen that, you know? Right. And so, and so I, went, I, I, I went back to school, didn't want to go to school. Every time I'd go back to school, they said, you don't return, you're going to flunk. And I'm like, okay, I came back and um, started my thing again, you know, my parties and stuff. And I think I took accounting at least eight times, but um, <laughs> They were so um, the dean, you know, spoke to me one day. Dean Dick Almarode, he and Ashby Stiff, another wonderful man who taught me about how to put on a party with his little dinner series. Really wonderful, wonderful class. And it was in those classes that I met some of my best friends in my lifetime. That was where my friend Nishava met and my friend Julie Beretta, and you know, the list goes on of great people. Um, who, who've always been an important part of my life. I told another day I couldn't be chef art without them. So anyway, I, um, I was, the dean, said, the dean said, you know, our, you're not really a great student, but you're, but you're a talented chef and you're a talented cook. And he called me chef. And I said, you know, the governor needs some help for the mansion. I said, okay, oh, that'd be fun. I went over there. They were having a party for the foundation. That is bright pink tent with Lily Pulitzer tablecloths which were mockingbirds and hibiscus and all kinds. So they were, they were so, I always wonder what happened to the Lily Poles tech, but they probably worth a lot of money there because the Lily Poles are actually designed them. Wow. And she was still, uh, still alive. And um, 
it was this beautiful, gorgeous catered dinner. I don't know where the caterers came from, but it was nice. And it was done to death. I mean, they had hot pink balloons and lights. And I mean, this is this was like 1983. I mean, this was like, you know, Tallahassee had never thrown parties like this. Right. And they wanted they wanted me to wait tables. I was like, yeah, I don't want to wait tables. I want to help the cook. So I actually did a little waiting, but I actually cooked too. And then they liked me and they invited me back because, you know, state of Florida just didn't have any money to really have the help. And so, and, and then we did events. They were like, you know, we don't really have a budget, but we, we're just going to do an oyster bar. We're going to do shrimp bar. We're going to do this, 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 something. Now that's considered like luxurious. You know what I mean? Right. right. But because we had, you know, local Apalachicola oysters and the shrimp all came from the Gulf. Um, and, you know, we, and we did a lot of blue crab. It was amazing. It was mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. You know what I mean? So anyway, and then we served it all in battleship silver from the USS Florida. That was just gorgeous. That's the most beautiful sterling silver battleship silver you've ever seen in your life. Because once upon a time, if you worked on a big battleship, the, the you know, the captain of the ship in his special mess, they, they commissioned the Gorham Silver Company to make these sterling silver bowls and punch bowls and stuff and all you would not believe the the silver um that they used to put on these ships i mean it was just i guess it it must have come from the english but anyway but it was fun to play with and fun it was like you know being able to serve in a museum so what happened was going back to fsu with their with their whole artist series they called me and said you know we have a special guest who's coming to fsu to perform and we'd like for you to cook for him and I said, cool. I said, well, who is it? You know, because I always want to know who my guest is. Right. Um, and um, and the, 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 the bigger I got with people, the less they would tell me they would show up. And then, you know, I blow my mind. But what happened was <laughs> um, they said, well, Art, um, we're going to have, and this was 1983. We're going to have Mikhail Varishnikov. Oh, wow. Um, oh, well, I want to tell you something. He had just come out in the White Knights, that movie with Greg, with the, with the late Gregory Hines and him dancing. Okay, yeah, he, hello. he was big time back then. Yeah, yeah, big time. Huge, and him and Jessica Lange were having a hot love affair, and oh. um, you know the kids. And um, he, I remember him, and you know this little but very you know, muscular man, and he came with the American Ballet, and I remember like the ballet. We made this wonderful meal for the dancers, the dance troupe, and. Um, put all the nice, nicest linens in the governor's dining room, the silver and everything, while the people who were attending this event were waiting for Mr. Brishnikov and his team to come out and say hello. So we fed them and took care of them before. Um, I remember even Mr. Brishnikov, his posture was just, was, you know, was, just, was very, there was nothing slouchy about the posture. And he was very nice and, and, um, I, he was, but he was, he was, but still he was, he was very disciplined, but the dancers were fun. I mean, I remember like um, we put out like, you know, sterling silver goblets for them to drink out of and, and they, they must have requested beer and they just drank it out of the can right there on the <laughs> table, which I thought was really crazy, but it was funny. It was just like, here, you got the finest dance troupe in the world, you know, they're going to drink beer out of the can. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, we, after this event, um, and I did a dessert party for the, for, there were several hundred people that came to see him. And I had learned from all these different places. I made a croque en bouche, which is a big tower of little cream puffs and caramel and stuff. And I made 
some other different types of pastries and stuff like that. If you come to homecoming, you'll actually see Mikhail Baryshnikov's dessert party menu that that um, Heather McPherson had framed and put on the wall right there going to the bathrooms. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> I um, it was a really great event. And then after they, they called me up and they said, would you be interested in being the governor's chef? And I'm like, I think that would be interesting. And I said, I, I, so I went and got all dressed up. We will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Keep on moving. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Ramen is the ultimate comfort food, and Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins, or just mushrooms for vegetarians, it'll have you saying, ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O-M-G. Go get the best ramen in St. Pete at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, Booyah? And we are back with more from Chef Art Smith. It was a really great event. And then after they they called me up and they said, would you be interested in being the governor's chef? And I'm like, I think that would be interesting. And I said, I, I, so I went and got all dressed up. I was like, I was, I was, I've always been on a, a mission of like losing weight. And so I just buy out like Nick's Toggery there and come dress like fabulous. And, and, um, and I met the first lady and I was put on my best charm <laughs> and, and, um, and also a, a woman who, at the time was you're tough as nails, but turned out to be one of my greatest um, heroes in my life. And that was Anella Schomburger. And um, they both interviewed me and they hired me to be the chef. And I was so young. I was like 23 years old. And I actually quit school at FSU to be Bob Graham's chef for Florida. Wow. wow. And, 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 you know, so, but when that happened, no one had really actually used that job. I, I was, you know, the first thing was, is, you know, to now, now you can't do this. You know, I, I talked to the press and they did a huge story in the newspaper oh, cool. and, that blew, and that blew up. I, it, it almost blew me out of my, my, my job because, <laughs> you know, because they were, you know, you just didn't, you weren't, you didn't talk about the help in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Right. Was, yeah. <laughs> right. So you and were a so, natural at PR. Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a little <laughs> PR machine. And so, and we, and we, we would have, you know, interesting guests and, and um, it was like, um, 
I do. I didn't gossip, but I was I was proud to say that I was go- the governor's mansion chef, nice. and I I was able to use that to really extend. And I because I had working at the Greenbrier and working for Disney really gave me a lot of confidence. And even my short student life at FSU, which later loved me because of my work with bring, helping kids. And, and they said, you know, everything that we would have taught you, you've already applied by creating economy thread. So I got one of the first honorary MBAs in 135 year history of FSU. Wow. wow. That's awesome. And so, um, so I loved that job and that's what gave me, I was, I was a celebrity in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. Cool. And uh, working. And then the governor took me to the governor's conference in Miami and I what year, but it was the year that Conga came out with Gloria Estefan. Remember that song? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And come shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. Come on, shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. And I had got I had gotten myself a convertible um to rent it and and I stayed at this fabulous hotel there where it was held and I I met Bill and Hillary Clinton at that, at that oh, event. Oh how cool. And, and I met some other great people and the Rockefellers and, and I had, you know, I, it's, it's, it's important to be memorable. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I wasn't highly trained as a chef, but I was, but I was very artistic. And so I had, I love gourmet magazine. I was reading gourmet magazine and I was read a story about Thailand and I loved the, the way that Thais carved things, vegetables and fruits. And, and I love how they carved melons. So I started carving watermelons now. I mean, I know that sounds kind of funny, but I used to do like these lotus blossoms and all kind of beautiful things. And mm-hmm. I'd put flowers and they were, they became the rage of the party scene. Okay. Everybody wanted them. And, um, and so I remember there was a great hotel in Coconut Grove um, and they, um, and I, I put them in a fountain. It was, and it was, it was, they were beautiful. They actually shot them for a, a, a magazine, but, it was there. I cooked and it was amazing. And Dell was very proud. And, and that put me on a bigger stage. And then um, the, they were always have interesting guests and uh, a man came to dinner. This was, I had been with them probably just, a, just two or three years. And he kept saying to me, you know, this is going to come to an end. What are you going to do? And I said, well, I don't know. It's just, how would you like to be my chef aboard my yacht? <laughs> and, and who was that? And was like, and his name was George Barber. Okay. And at the time, this was 1983, four, five, you know, um, he spent $10 million to build the shop, which is a lot of money in those days. It still is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. She was a hundred, like 125, 130 feet. She was 50 feet from the waterline to the top. She was big and she had a big galley. Anyway, I, I was like, how could I turn that down? I said, and I, 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 right. I was acting kind of coy about it. So I said, show me the tickets. Well, he kept coming to dinner and this was one of the supporters of the foundation that gave money to the, you know, and so he, he showed up with the tickets. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to travel. I'm ready to see the seven seas. And I told Mrs. Graham, I said, um, Ms. Graham, I recently told her again, I said, you know, I'm sorry that I just kind of flew out of there, but I wanted to see the world. And she said, yes, sir. That's good. You know, <laughs> but he, he flew me from there to, it was the end administration, second term. And I thought, like, why not? Right. You know what I mean? And so I flew there to Amsterdam. He picked mm-hmm. me up at the airport and he handed me this Dutch money. And um, 
I didn't know what he gave me, you know, you know, and, um, and he said, you just go out and get anything for your galley. And so the, the shipyard was run by this lovely family, the Hockfords and uh, the, Mr. Hockford's wife was South African and she was funny, Mimi Hockford, and she would just take me to Amsterdam. We just shop, 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 shop. And, uh, <laughs> and so I blew through that money and I didn't know what it was. You know what I mean? I just, right. thought, but it was, this is like, so I, so I blew through $20,000. Wow. <laughs> and one shopping spree for the, for the galley. Wow. But, and then I, I went back to him. I said, I need more. And he goes like, he went and that's when he told me it's 20,000. So he gave me 20 more thousand. <laughs> and so I blew through that. And I was like, I fell in love with spending other people's money. Oh, wow. How great. <laughs> and I kept, and I kept, I kept saying to him, I was like, well, Mr. Barker says, you have a $10 million yacht. You need a hundred thousand dollar kitchen. I didn't, I didn't know what a hundred thousand dollars was. So like, and you know, it was so funny, you know, he was, he bless his heart. He, he'd get everything to please me. Now think about it. It was 83, 84 or so. Right. And, or, and he, do you remember, I don't know. Y'all are too, maybe too young to remember this, but there we're, was we're, actually, we're actually not too far away. No, from we're you. not, too, we're not too young. You're, you're, I think you are three or four years older than me, but CD players were rare. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. They were just, they were it. new then. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, before, had, we, had the, it was, we had the boom boxes <laughs> and the cassette players yeah. and things like that, right? Yeah. And so I love to cook the music. And so I made him put me a CD player into the galley. <laughs> nice. I mean, when you're a week at sea, you need some music. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, honey, I was a child of Madonna. Me too. Celebrity. La Isla Bonita. Ooh, that, that is so funny. When, when I got my first CD player, I got it as a Christmas gift. I think it was in 83. And uh, I was skeptical. I'm like, what is this newfangled CD player thing? But I also was given a Madonna CD to go with it. Uh-huh. I popped right. that Madonna CD into in there and I was like, wow, CD players right. are awesome. <laughs> right. But, um, but it, it, it was really amazing. So from that, I, um, I, I went from there to, um, you know, work on the yacht and then he brought the yacht back and he wanted just to keep it behind the house in a canal in, in, um, in there in Boca Raton. I mean, we took it everywhere, Africa, we spent, you know, Christmas in, in the Canary Islands, we went to Portugal and, um, nice. it was, you know, it was just incredible. And, um, and, you know, and all through the Caribbean and stuff, I was like, okay, you don't take, go from so the seven seas to being in, on a canal in South Florida. Right. So there was this wonderful gentleman who was really nice. He was a, he, he, he's the one that did all these, he was, he was the person that did all the uniforms for the yacht. Cause you know, on those boats, you know, it, all the yachting, it's just like below deck. They, they, you know, it's all about show. And, um, and so they would have these really, um, beautiful uniforms made for their yachts. And so he would come, you know, get uniform orders. He made a fortune because Mr. Barber wanted to make sure everybody looked fabulous. And, um, you know, the chef with his little epaulets and everything, la, 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 la. And so um, anyway, um, uh, he said, you know what? We're, there's a family looking for a chef and, and, the, and, the, and the ship is at Palm Beach. I'm like, that sounds interesting. I said, can you put a word in for me? And so so I just went and kind of, I was looking around and went to Palm Beach and I knocked on the biggest um, door of the, of the biggest yacht. It was them. Hmm. And, um, and they, and they wanted to take the yacht um, 
up and down the coast of the, U- of the U.S., which I thought was interesting. It wasn't Europe, mm-hmm. but but I, what it did entail, what I was excited about, was the Hamptons, mm. Nant- Nantucket, um, right. Marshall said, you know, the, all those beautiful places. Right. And uh, Long Island Sound, Sound and stuff. And even the coastal, the coastal Carolinas and Virginia and all are very beautiful. You know what right. I mean? Georgia and Cumberland Island and all that is very nice. Um, so it was really, that was real exciting. And they had, he had an incredible, I just spoke yesterday at the Vero Beach um, Art Museum. And um, I love art. And they, and they have an incredible collection of Hudson Valley art. But um, they also, I was telling them how Mr. Coger, this is dang, taught me about art and um you know when you see art in the museum it's one thing but when you actually see it in a home it's a totally different beast mm-hmm. right and he had a, he had an incredible mansion on perry street and um uh it was the cross of perry's drugs i can't remember that street um but he had this incredible city mansion in old historic savannah mm. where he had the the largest collection of john singer sergeants in the world John wow. Singer Sargent was one of the most premier Victorian painters of people and um, gorgeous, 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 gorgeous painting. And he also collected a lot of other American impressionistic art. And so I, I left yachting because I met love and I went and worked on a plantation where people were paying like $50,000, $75,000 a week to, to hunt quail at this plantation in South Florida. There's this part of South Georgia that is known as kind of like the, the, the quail hunting capital of the world. Mm-hmm. And people as well known as the Duke and Duchess of Wales hunted there, you name it, the list goes on. And at these very beautiful country estates, they, they have beautiful homes where they were corporate America would, you know, this is when they had big bucks would, um, would, come and have their retreats and, and they'd have hunting and and then they would have real chefs and t- teams that would cook for them it was lovely you know it was really nice mm-hmm. and i my favorite thing were of course is making breakfast and then the season went out the season stopped and then i went to back to tallahassee and played around in restaurants and i wanted to do a restaurant and i borrowed twenty thousand dollars and i opened a restaurant called um borrowed the money but ran on money and got somebody who helped me finish chef Art's camellia grill because i love that mm-hmm. and I well, that just, was the first one right and i had just gone down to south florida in um key west at that time um it was about 1980 i want to say it must have been about 80 87 86 87 and you know it seems like the whole you know, Miami Vice blowing up and Neon was huge and, and it was a lot of really cool run and dawn down in Miami and that part of the world. And I just kind of took a little bit of that, brought it to Tallahassee, brought cool. It was way ahead of the time. Right. right. And, uh, and the place was heavily, um, I had these wonderful friends who became my mentors in Tallahassee, Ben and Grand. They're one of the most incredible um same-sex married couple I've ever met. And they One's a lawyer, one's a fine furniture builder. And they've taught me so much about life and just being yourself. And, and, um, and as you, everyone knows, I'm openly gay. And one of right. the 
great things about being a chef is like people don't care what sex you are if you cook. They just want the food to be good. Um, right. And and they and so I um been the brand and helped me build this beautiful place. And we opened up and we had all kinds of different foods. And I just kind of I had not really discovered my niche in terms of I was just cooking out of what I had seen or tasted. I had met a great chef in um in Key West at a restaurant called Mira. And that chef was Norman Van Aken, the person that lived. And um, and Norman made for me the first time ever I've had before Fragua and 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 had like amazing, delicious, expensive champagne. And um, it was an incredible experience. But my partner who helped us who bailed me out took the fare. It was really nice. Nice. And he, so anyway, so anyway, it was it was I really got the taste of the of of what it could be to own a fine restaurant. It was a wonderful little small restaurant. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, and Norman had done Louis Backyard and, and Cole Perry was a partner. He'd done a lot of great restaurants down there. That's in, in, in the Keys, Key West was in his heyday. But hey, hey the Art, we're, we're going to take a, a quick break. Hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break, get a word uh-huh. from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. And I want to see if we can fast forward a little bit to, I think some people might not know that you are a regular visitor to St. Pete. Right. Wonderful. Okay. We'll be right back. Dat's Restaurant in downtown St. Pete not only has some of the tastiest food, they're also unique and creative. They're the home of comfort food with flair, a foodie wonderland filled with bacon, cheese, and house-made breads. I love their shrimp and grits, which made our top 10 list. The trick is they use cream cheese and an Indian makani sauce. They also have a bunch of great burgers that use certified Angus beef. And two that they're famous for are the Cheesy Todd, where instead of a bun, you have two bacon jalapeno mac and cheese buns, and then the Double D, where you have two whole glazed donuts instead of a hamburger bun. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. I love the spaghetti in meatball, ginormous meatball stuffed with spaghetti inside the meatball, then served on top of more pasta. They also have tacos, fish and chips, meatloaf, pulled pork, grouper sandwich, salmon, a great steak salad, and tons more. They've got a huge location with lots of outdoor seating, and the inside is as spacious as it gets, great for social distancing. They're right in the heart of downtown St. Pete on the very first block of the famed Central Avenue, 180 Central Avenue. Their website is datstampa.com, and on Facebook you can find them at dats for foodies Check out Dats in downtown St. Pete. As a St. Pete Foodies listener, you should also check out the Zest podcast from WUSF Public Media. You know, the Tampa NPR folks. Every Thursday, host Dahlia Cologne shares everything from food history to the best restaurants you haven't tried. There's recipes you'll want to try and a different slice of our state's foodie scene. The key lime actually is native to Southeast Asia. The English sailors were called limeys when they found out that they put it in the barrels of water to get rid of that brackish well water taste, they uh, didn't get scurvy anymore, so they wanted them in all their ports in the tropics, so they took the seeds and planted them. So that's how we ended up with key limes down here. We invite you to listen to The Zest on your favorite podcast app or at thezestpodcast.com. Tell Tell them St. Pete Foodie sent you. We are back! We are back! We are back with celebrity chef Art Smith, 
And Art, please feel free to pick up on how I think you're going to tell us. How you got to Oprah. Yeah. Well, after opening Camellia and seeing how hard it was to open, I let my partner have it. And then I did another one and I decided, and I kept thinking I have to leave Tallahassee. So I got, I got aboard a train called the American European Express, which took me to Chicago. And I was based in Chicago. And it was there I started moonlighting, teaching at Williams-Sonoma. And I started cooking for all these fancy people. And I got invited to do a party. And it was there at Williams-Sonoma. Not only did I meet Oprah Winfrey, but I met uh, Martha Stewart. I love Oh, Martha. wow. And um, so I got to meet two of the greatest ladies of our time. I did parties for Martha. I was still doing parties for Martha when I met Oprah. And um, I met her Oprah through her hairdresser. And um, he introduced us. And after four months of really, you know, basically the longest audition I ever went through, she hired me <laughs> as her chef. And my whole life changed. And that certified me when she took me on stage, certified me as a celebrity chef to Oprah Winfrey. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's so- really cool. You have cooked for a ton of celebrities. I I couldn't even make up a full list. It would take. T- I didn't have the time. It's so many. But Martha Stewart, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey, Barack Obama. You mentioned you know Florida Governor Bob Graham, also Jeb Bush, Lady Gaga, Nelson Mandela, Sofia Vergara. So, is well, there a celebrity I mean, that you haven't cooked for yet that you would like to? Well, I was going to say you know keeping in with um, with with um, are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Current currently. Keeping there currently, I um, I I I had the opportunity when I was in moved to Chicago to cook on her last visit to the U.S. Princess Diana, which was incredible. Oh wow, wow! And then I cooked for Prince Harry at the Invictus Games here in Disney. Those are some of my most current. You know, I've cooked for everybody. I've never, and I've cooked for the Dalai Lama, but I've never cooked for for the Pope. I think I need to cook for the Pope. I was, I <laughs> yes, just, definitely. Have, have you have your people call his people? I, I agree. I've heard some stuff that I'm not happy about, about oh. the Vatican, but um, uh. I always feel like a little food can make anybody nice, but I, I don't so much blame him. I, he, he actually, you know, I have five children or excuse me, four children, our nephew, I, but he, the church actually blessed our children, baptized and blessed our children. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a very complicated subject, but, um, but anyway, you know, um, we, you know, we've, we've had a wonderful life and, you know, I've cooked for five presidents and a That's lot of awesome. interesting people. I, I do get to a place sometimes I get tired of cooking for nice people. I think <laughs> I, 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 one of the things that I love is I have, I work as a chef diplomat and I've traveled around the world and cooked for a lot of amazing people. And the last wonderful trip I took was to Jordan, which mm-hmm. was an incredible experience. Nice. That's great. What, what was the reason for that trip? Um, it was diplomacy. Ah, okay. And, and I and I and I had cooked for Queen Noor, the late um, the 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 late um, what it, it was the late King Hussein's wife, and in in Washington, and um, and then that opened a door to Jordan, and so it was really amazing. That's and nice. still, uh, Go ahead. I was going to circle back for a second to your your five kids. So you have five kids with your partner Jesus, right? Correct. We have we have four kids. And four we kids. Have our, our our nephew. Yeah. And your nephew. Uh-huh. And what are their ages? Right. Um, they're teenagers. They're from age twelve to eighteen. Nice. And you adopted them all? Yes, we adopted them all. They're all siblings. My oldest lives in New York. He's mm-hmm. discovering what it is to live in an apartment. <laughs> and my, uh, my other children are um, 
you know, I, they're in, in Jasper and mm-hmm. uh, they said, Poppy, why'd you leave the city for, we left city for grandma. And uh, I lost my mother to Alzheimer's and she was an amazing woman. And she had uh, an incredible life um, towards the end because, because of Oprah and because of my life, I was able to take her all over the world. That's and great. She spent, she spent 10 years of her life taking care of my father who wasn't well. So I wanted to see the world. So she went with me to South Africa. She went to China. She went to Russia. Wow. Went to Europe. She went to Italy several times. We had an incredible time. That's That's, awesome. That's great that you got to spend that time with her. So you have some local connections here. We'll start across the bridge. Splitsville in Tampa. You designed the Uh name for that. And I'm going to rattle off a few names and then maybe we can come back and talk about them. Angela Bassett, Jeffrey Jude, Rob Bowen, Nick Okeson. Nick yeah. is Lori's best friend, and he was at your restaurant before a House of Blues concert, and you sat down at the table to say hello, and you wanted to go to the concert, and Nick had an extra ticket. Yeah. You recall yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. He's a family yeah. care doctor, family care doctor in Largo, and he's my yeah, best yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. We were telling him that you were coming on the show, and he's like, oh, we were at homecoming. He went to this concert with us, so he told us the whole story. I was wondering what concert was that? Ah, good question. I don't remember. You didn't tell us. I don't remember. But um, yeah, that was, he was really sweet. And Jeffrey and I worked together in Washington. He was based in Washington. And, uh, and it, 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 so there are a lot of great people. And um, one of my other favorite people is Margaret Ann, who makes, you ever had Margaret Ann cookies at St. Pete? I guess I, we will have to. I have not, but I do know of Margaret Ann. Crazy, crazy, crazy delicious. And she also does meals that you, can pick up they're wonderful right and uh, you know i so i've been really very you know i love it down there we actually spent um our christmas on st pete beach which mm-hmm. was nice is nice. that how you ended up at social roost um you mean you were- split spells you mean social roost uh, social roost in downtown st pete we understand you were there according to what oh yeah, yeah, yeah i was i was there with a friend of mine who um who is actually my barber Ah. And um, he owns the the beer the Shade Cave, I think it's called. Oh, Max, oh, Max. Max, Max, yes, yes. Oh, Max. we love Max. Kevin goes to the yeah. Shave Cave all the time. I, Lori got me the very first. I have I got gift card number one for the Shave Cave. Right. Yeah, he's wonderful. He took me there with his girlfriend. It was wonderful, oh, and cool. we had a really amazing time. Yeah, he's quite a foodie. He yeah. yes, yeah. They, they, they so told- is Shab. She she does a great job at taking pictures and writing reviews. Yeah. Rob told us that you said you, you kind of you waved him over and he was like, "Uh oh, what's wrong? But you told him that you liked the vegetables and you said you can tell a good chef by how they cook their vegetables. It was they were delicious. They were good. It was a very it was a very nice experience. Great. Yeah. And it's true. Most chefs don't care about vegetables or dessert. <laughs> right. right. They only care about the protein. Have you eaten at any yeah. other restaurants in St. Pete that you love? Mm. Let me think about it. I, I at St. Pete Beach, I went to the um, the famous grilled cheese place, Bochisi, um, Bochisi, no. and oh, had oh, like yeah? crazy. Oh, Robert crazy, Hess, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We had a crazy, you know, like spaghetti meatball grilled cheese that was crazy, <laughs> crazy, but it was delicious. Uh huh. And also, um, you know, I, I'm trying to think of some other places, but not right off the hand now. But did you get a chance? I, I heard you on another podcast saying that you wanted to try Nash's. Have you had a chance yet? No, I have not. I'm not okay. one. You also, you were on a, another podcast I was listening to. It's uh, called Late Night with Chefs, and it's two Chicago chefs. And 
in listening to that, it sounded like you were at a St. You were in St. Pete and it sounded like you were at a restaurant, but I, it wasn't mentioned where you were. Do you remember? I think it was at, um, I think I was at hotel. Um, so hotel is that Indi- right? Was it, Indigo? Um, no, it's right on the beach. It's a newer hotel. It's a, it's a oh. little boutique hotel. Is it hotel? Is it Samora? It, Samora, yeah. I was there. Samora, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I was eating in the restaurant there. It was really good. Yeah. That's pretty nice. cool. So you, I, I want to mention one thing. I mean, you've been on a ton of TV shows and we've, we've watched several of them. But I think one of our favorites was Top Chef Masters. And the reason is a lot of the competition shows, they get really cutthroat. And Top Chef Masters, that's, you know, it's all chefs who have already made it. They're mm-hmm. usually so they're celebrities. So there's no, nobody has anything to prove. And so it's a little bit right. nicer. It's, it's a little bit nicer and more calm. And nobody's trying to, like, sabotage somebody else. You actually help each other. And- well, well, some are and some aren't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. But it seemed like it seemed like the camaraderie was really nice and right. for the most part. Yeah. Right, and and exactly. you also won ten thousand uh, dollars for your charity, Common Grounds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Common Threads. Common, Common Threads. threads. <laughs> I was just making sure you're that's, that's a coffee company. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you also have a book. Well, you have a new restaurant. Let's not forget that new restaurant opening up in Chicago shortly right. at, the Na- at the Navy Pier named Reunion. And then right. that's also a subtitle of your book, Back to the Table, The Reunion right. of Food and Family. This, this came right. out in the early 2000s at one of James right. Beard. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was a New York Times bestseller. And I've actually written five books. Right. And I have the James Beard um, book, um, The Back to the Table. I have um, Kitchen Life, uh, um, and then I have uh, Back to Family, and then I have uh, a book called Healthy Comfort, mm-hmm. and then I wrote a book with Dean, Dr. Dean Ornish, um, that we did a book together, and uh, that was really on health, on healthy food and stuff. But I, um, that you know, I, I was on a roll in those days, and that was fun. But what really set my career was Back to the Table. Mm-hmm. Nice. Right. And it's about getting family back to the table. There must be, I I didn't count, but it looks like there's got to be close to a hundred recipes in here. Yeah. The the norm when you write a book like that is 150 recipes. That's that's expected. Yeah. So, so we, we actually bought the book while we were at a homecoming, homecoming kitchen in Orlando Uh last week. We're both wearing, we're both wearing wearing our our homecoming kitchen shirts right now. (laughs) Good. You got, you got, you're you're wearing your chicken proud. We are. We are. We got our chicken shirts. We got the book uh-huh. and it looks like there's several recipes in here that you can find on the menu at homecoming. And right. so we're definitely going to try the buttermilk fried chicken, the deviled eggs. And, oh, and then I, I and figured the, out a hummingbird cake is in there. Yes, we the, had some hummingbird cake. Yes, we did. It was delicious. And, the recipes in there. Uh-huh. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Also want to do uh, let's see for homecoming. We need to give a shout out. We met uh, the general manager, Al. Alan, uh-huh. sorry, Alan. Alan, yeah, he's and then, wonderful. And Janine gave us some excellent service. She was excellent. And we we yeah. told them that we had an interview coming up with you. And right. they told us how you show up there often in Orlando. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going there now after I finish with you. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, so um, yeah, they, they do a great job. Alan is one of their of, of one of our, our um, top managers. Jimmy Carroll is our main manager of the, and he and the, the guys from Splitsville have worked extremely hard to bring incredibly talented young people who I, I, I've never owned a restaurant where the 
the guests would would remember the their server's name and, <laughs> right. and they take a picture and everything. I think it's really wonderful. It's been really amazing. Yeah, awesome. you guys have done a great job in training over there. I like how everyone says "Welcome home" when they greet you. Yeah, well, it's it's all about that. Yeah, it is. it is. It is. Two things on that. The I learned later on from watching uh, one of your videos why they're called church lady deviled eggs, and you kind of talked about this earlier. How at a lot of church socials you'll find deviled eggs, and they write their name on mm. the, on the thing. Right. Exactly. And then also, would you tell me how you do your grits? Well, the grits, um, I, we use Bradleyville, um, uh, Bradley's general store um, grits from Bradleyville, Florida, and um, it's right outside Tallahassee. They're coarse ground white uh, hominy grit, and mm-hmm. you suck them overnight because they, oh. they take longer to cook. Okay. You suck them overnight, and then the next day you drain them, you can wash them, and then you, I put half water and half milk and mm-hmm. I, with a little pinch of salt. And I cook them very slowly. The fact they're actually incredibly done in a crock pot and they, they cook beautifully. Oh, wow. And, wow. Um, and you, and you, cause you can't rush artisan grits or, mm-hmm. or their, their, the quality. And, um, but when you soak them, it makes it much faster. And then you can finish them with butter or cream. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want cheese, you can add cheese, but you only do that as like to finish them with. And like, I would personally just, I, I, I sometimes make a pot and then I save them and reheat them again. They're really great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So even though I grew up in New Jersey, we have some things in common since my dad was from the South, from Georgia. Right. I grew up drinking sweet tea. I grew up eating grits and I've become somewhat of a grits snob. And there's a lot of grits around here that don't pass the test. Yours obviously were excellent. They're very creamy. And that's why I wanted to ask you because I was for a while there, I was doing like half chicken stock and half milk. And now I've switched it to like three quarters chicken stock and one quarter milk because it got a little too rich with half and half. Yeah, I, I do that. That's, that's wonderful. I mean, I, I, that's why I do, I do, I do both, you know, so it's really, really mm-hmm. good. Nice. But, yeah. um, but you know, there to keep in mind, but also too, you can add herbs in them and you can add, you know, we, I, I, I kind of like to keep them on the very clean, simple side. Yep, and, same um, here. and then they just, um, it's really, really delicious. And, um, I, I think that they're really fantastic and, um, they're really, really good. Right. Cool. I'm going to, I'm going to bribe Max to let us know next time you're here. <laughs> uh, and I love what's going on with downtown St. Pete. It's one of the, you know, the whole area from Tampa down, has just gone tremendous. I mean, I'm so proud of, of what's gone on there. Um, when I was there most recently, I got to go see the, 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 uh, the Van Gogh um, exhibit, the, that wonderful, right. you know, I, I, I think those types of things are great because it's introducing the, you know, people, just regular people off the street about art. And it's, you know, and plus it's visually stimulating. It's really cool. Really great. Yeah. yeah. Thank we you. We, we love it too. <laughs> and we'll, we'll be posting links uh, on the, on the blog post for this podcast uh, to homecoming kitchen mm-hmm. and anything else you'd like us to. We're also going to post photos of the food. We had the, everything was excellent. It was amazing. Yes. We had the fried chicken, Thank of you. course. The, uh-huh. I love how you do the okra too, where, how they're hand, how they're cut. And, uh-huh. and bread it and everything it was awesome. We did moonshine flights. We did the deviled eggs, shrimp and grits. And oh yeah. So we got, we, we got more food than we could eat because we wanted to try stuff. So we brought home some leftovers, the shrimp and grits. It's like Italian food. It's like, they were even better the next day. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's there. They're, they're, it's, it's, they're, 
it does warm. It is good. It makes great. That's one of the great things I do like about homecoming is that we give people enough food that they can have it for a second meal. I mean, yeah. it's, ex- it's expensive to take families out for dinner and stuff like that. And particularly, you know, at, at in the more highly visited places like Disney Springs where, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, but it's, it's nice that they can, people enjoy us, that they think about you the next day. So, which is great. Yeah. yeah right. That's awesome. And just be- before yeah. we go, just one other thing while we're talking about homecoming, it makes you the only Disney cast member that ever came back and started a business. That's what they say. They say I'm the only one. <laughs> Isn't that That's crazy? A- yeah, and, it is. Uh, it is. They, they say that, that it, and um, I, 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 I like that. I mean, it's like, it's great. It's, I'm very proud of that, but I like, I would like to see others come back because I think once you've been taught the Disney magic way of doing business, why not practice it at Disney? Right. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Also, also this, this will be meaningless to everybody else, but I have to throw Brian Levine's name out because he's going to be so jealous. I have another business where he's the host of the podcast mm-hmm. and he is a total Disney aficionado. He's, he's been a cast member. He's worked at Disney stores and he's going to be so jealous that we got to talk to you and not him. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I got plenty to talk about as you can tell today. I, you know, <laughs> I, I was, I, my whole thing was, is that I want people to understand too, you know, it's maybe different now with the way things are, but it, it didn't happen overnight. Right. I mean, of I, you know, and I, and I started in a, from a very small rural town. I'm a native Floridian. I didn't come from a family with a, with a lot of money. We had money, but not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but mostly we had a lot of love and a lot of good food and right. having a base like that really helped me. And a lot of great people throughout the time um have helped me to be who i am so i'm very grateful and thanks you know and i i still credit you know mr disney it's a small world for helping me um create the mantra for our common threads which is for our world it's a quilt is people the fabric all joined together by common threads mm-hmm. and you know mr disney and that wonderful attraction that he created for the 1964 world's fair for unicef which later then found its home at disneyland and then we were fortunate to get it at disney world um it's one of my most favorite ones and um and you know that and 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 also working for the governors and learning politics i probably could have never cooked for a president if i not worked for governors particularly having the background in um in clearance and that's why i was able to cook for for right. harry harry um, and uh, and diana and um so i mean it's been a, a really exciting time. I'm to a place down turn 61 and I'm like, okay, what's next? All right, what next? Well, what's next now is reunion. And um, I told my, my children, I said, I love you. Don't drive me crazy or you'll, or I'll, or I'll, I'll, I'll leave this place. And then you have nothing. So remember the longer you keep me alive, the longer you'll have something left. To you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But, yeah, Chef Art thank Smith. You. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Okay. It's a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Hope, hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful spring day. It's gorgeous. It's spring in Florida. Enjoy. It is. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, Give so Max much. my love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We will. Thank you. Thanks. This is Chris Walker. And We have been busy here at St. Pete Foodies since our last episode. We have five new reviews on the website, and 
We have Abby back doing reviews now, as well as Haley and myself and Lori. We have Copper Shaker. They are known for their specialty cocktails, but it's really a hidden gem when it comes to food, and they've got tons of amazing stuff. They're right in downtown. They're a must-go-to. Next up is Twisted Tiki, which is a new place on St. Pete Beach that opened late last year. We also have a review of Alsace French Bistro. You know, French food is something that St. Pete doesn't have a lot of, but if you head down to Tierra Verde, check out the excellent samplings of foods from Northeast France. And we also have a review of Pin On Cafe, which is where Chiang Mai used to be, right at the roundabout on Central and 11th. It's the same ownership as Pin Walk and Bowl in downtown. It's Thai and sushi. And lastly, we have a review of Art Smith's Homecoming Kitchen in Orlando. You'll find all of that and more at stpetersburgfoodies.com. Next week on the show, our guest is a St. Pete TV sports reporter on ESPN and Fox Sports, and he also has many years of experience doing TV cooking shows. We will be talking to Rich Hollenberg. If you want to get in touch, drop us an email at info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guest, Chef Art Smith. And thanks to our sponsors. Trophy Fish. Dats. Rollin' Oats. The Zest Podcast. Noble Crust. Booyah Ramen. And Engine, Engine Number, number nine. 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Man, this chicken gonna be off the chain. Mm, I'm gonna get some chicken. I can't wait.